Welcome to Money in the Air, the music podcast about neighboring rights, the royalties you earn from the public performance of your recordings and the business of music in general. Brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. I'm Andrew, a royalty consultant helping artists to collect on their value. Hi, I'm Gina Deacon. I work for Absolute Rights Management and I work with record labels and artists to ensure we claim the royalty income due to them. I'm Stacey Haber and I'm from Inside Baseball Music Publishing. Hey, welcome back to IFR's podcast, Money in the Air. Today, we're going to talk about the nitty gritty of joining a society. We'll take you through what you need to have in front of you when you sit down to set up as a performer or a rights holder, and we'll give you some tips on the pitfalls and where it can go wrong. With me today, Andrew, as always, Gina, as always, Tanya, our new steady girl, and Naomi making a second appearance. Hey, when you want to register a performer that isn't already a member of PPL, then you need to prove um, three things. It's their current residential address, it's their signature, and it's their date of birth, which is why most reps and agents out there really prefer the driving license because at least the UK driver's license contains all of those three requirements, as does a US driver's license. I think most do around the world. And if you don't have a driver's license, then you can send a recent utility bill. It's got to be within three months, though. If later than three months or older, rather, PPL will push back and that can be quite frustrating and you can send a recent utility bill with a passport copy and that will like satisfy the three requirements. It's worth noting that the ID has to be valid and in date. If it's expired, again they push back like we can't do anything which has caused problems for all of us because in COVID times lots of performers have tried to renew but it's just been such a slow process because of everyone working remotely etc so that's, that's something I've stumbled upon recently with expired IDs the performers like I've been waiting for six months for my local driver's agency or passport office and I've asked the CMOs if they'll be lenient and they're like nope so fair enough that's their protocol. Yeah I usually ask for a passport and a driver's license if possible because some societies require the passport and if we have the passport then we've got it. The driver's license as Tanya said is really good because it has the address and the signature and the date of birth so all three things that you need in order to sign somebody up. And Just to say when you do supply a passport make sure that you send in both sides of the detailed page so not just the one with your beautiful picture the one that also has your signature on it as well because quite often we'll just get half of that detail and have to come back to you again and people always forget to sign their passport sign your passport before you send it and there's certain things that you'll need to have to hand as Tanya said when you're going through the application process to the very beginning if you're wondering if you should actually join PPL you're thinking I'm a performer do I qualify? Can I join PPL? And the answer is, if you have performed on recorded music, then yes, you should. It's not going to cost you anything. All you have to do is log in. Go online, pplukcom and ask to join as a performer. Then you'll need to have that information to hand that Tanya mentioned, particularly a tax number, national insurance number, that you will need that as you go through. Otherwise, you're going to start entering the detail and come to a stop, come to a halt until you can actually have that information to hand. I've been there I'm sure most reps have been there where we actually get to that point and we're missing that vital piece of information and and no you can't see PPL without it so basically just get everything to 
together before you start. You need your bank details, you need your tax details, the ID that we've mentioned. And they'll also ask you for some performing information as well. So if you perform under any aliases to a particular band or perform under an alias. And if you have to claim it from the label's registration of the recording, it might be under that alias. Yeah, another thing to take into account when you're completing your application is the international mandate point. Do you want an international mandate with PPL or do you just want a UK one? Think about your repertoire. If you're deciding to go with PPL direct, then yes, consider the fact that it's probably useful to start off with them as an international mandate. Again, I've come across artists that didn't tick that and have only received income from UK claims and then wondered why when they've been quite successful in America and Germany, for example, they're not receiving any income. You have to request that. You just have to tick that box, sign in a different place, and then you will have an international mandate with PPL. The other thing that's really important to remember is sometimes people will fill out the form and then be like, why am I not getting any money? You have to print the form out, yes. sign it, and then submit it yep. at the end. Totally. And although that sounds like a, a sort of a no-brainer, you'd be surprised at how many people do the automated part and then don't. And then are like, what happened? Yes, because PPL, I, they always used to give you a membership number. I don't know if they still do that. Lately, I've not had this particular instance, but I used to come across it a lot where they wouldn't fill out the form, sign them back. And, and PPL would send you an ID and say, yeah, I've got an ID, it's all fine, you know. And uh, we'd contact PPL to be told, no, 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 never return the signed application. So that membership's not valid. And that could be several years afterwards when they actually think they're members. So please do that. Yeah, excellent point. That happens all the time. And they've got this like partially completed registration that's just lying dormant. And it's like, it's been there for years and they've been missing out on income. So it's, yeah, pretty it, sign it, send it back in. <laughs> different pages, different steps, and you have to do all of those steps, otherwise you haven't done anything effectively. And look out for the emails. We have covered this in a previous podcast as well, but it's worth reiterating it. If you are asked for evidence on a claim, you would receive usually an email from PPL stating that they want confirmation from you. Evidence, what do they need? Nowadays, you can go to the DSP, so for example, Apple, I think Spotify, Deezer, and just grab a screenshot of that. They will accept that as well. Discogs, they will accept. Wikipedia, they will not, because that can be edited by anyone, basically, so they won't accept that. Signed letter from the rights holder confirming that you've contributed on that recording, they will accept. And signed MU letter as well. I think that's pretty much what their main evidence requests or requirements are. Andrew, how is it different at SoundExchange? SoundExchange is actually one of the best services that I've seen in terms of setup. You can enter your information on their website, the PDF forms, the signing, all digital. They're one of the most streamlined uh, services that I've encountered. You can enter your tax information directly during the setup process. You do need your driver's license. Everything that was just previously outlined is basically the same. They just need to substantiate who you are and who to pay. And the same for performers and rights holders. Register either as a performer, as a rights holder, or as both. So they have all three of those options for you. And the process is, is the same for, for all three. Since we're in COVID, avoided check. So always 
always have that handy if you want to get paid via direct deposit. Otherwise, have a picture of a voided check to upload into their portal so you can get paid out via ACH. We don't have checks here and we don't get copies of the voided ones here. So that's a uniquely American facility. I think I think in every case, societies are really keen on making sure you are who, who you are. It sounds really odd, but there are a lot of people with the same name. And we had one situation where there was, I think, a young country music artist that was being paid for recordings that were done in like 1970. And the guy was only like 20 something years old. So he was clearly <laughs> like not even born then. And it turned out that there was like a Jamaican reggae artist that had the same name as this like country music guy. And for whatever reason, even though nobody claimed those recordings, because of the name, it got all mixed up. And the, there was a payment made that was quite larger than what it should have been for that person. And it turned out that he was being paid for all these things that were somebody else with the same name, weren't him. Say for instance, all of us were in a band together and we decided not to pay as one performer entity that all five of us were going to split that chair. We can hypothetically do that on Sound Exchange. So all five of us would set up individual performer accounts for the same artist band. That's the only society that'll do that. Does Sound Exchange have a definition of a qualifying person the same way that Rome Convention countries do? No, because the collections from Sound Exchange are not subject to that. So when you're collecting from Sound Exchange, they're going to have reciprocal agreements with the other societies, but it doesn't mean that they're going to receive terrestrial broadcasts mm -hmm. for the Rome Convention. So there's no real restrictions. You sign up either for the U.S. or for their international mandate for the world. But there's yeah, no restrictions. Cool. That was really interesting, guys. Thank you very, very much. And thank you for listening. Remember to go to ifr.co.uk. That's I-A-F-A-R.co.uk and become a member.